0: Fasting doesn't make you more spiritual, and that's the reason why I laugh, and it's, it's, it's all fun and games, it's not a big deal for me. It doesn't make you more spiritual, it's, it just builds a focus. And I think I already have some testimonies from some of you, uh, people like Minister Bami that were mes- messaged um, Pastor Emma and was telling her, somehow I opened the word and I'm more intent on reading rather than entertaining my mind. Yes, because what the fasting does is it forces you. You will just have to focus. Whatever is in front of you, you will want to focus on it because you don't want to entertain the hunger. So it creates that focus. And so when you're reading your intent, what is happening here? You want to ignore whatever else is going on in your body. Another thing the fasting does is it creates a unity. It's a melting pot, it creates a unity, and I think I always see that in fast. When, when we used to meet in royal horse guards and those places, and we've just done a four-day fast, three-day fast kind of thing, and when you meet and you hear the prayer and you hear the, the worship, it doesn't it just sound like, who are these guys? It really, it sounds like we're about to go to war, to Armageddon. It's like, Armageddon has come now, and we're about to go into battle against the Antichrist. That's how it sounds, isn't it? The foundations of the earth are shaking and the worship is powerful and the worship is already like a prayer. And by the time a pastor Enrique comes on to give a word charge, it's already at the peak of everything and then A pastor Sam will come on and give another word and by then you don't know what to do to yourself. You're grabbing your jeans, you're grabbing your shirt and you're already hot and everything. So before PT comes on, he doesn't really have to say anything crazy. All he's going to do is speak from the throne of God and start delivering word and then words is getting into you. And you remember those nights, you're so bound, you're praying, you're holding hands, locking hands in prayer. And at that moment, you just believe no thing can defeat you. No one can um, go ahead of you. You believe that you're indestructible. You believe that you're undefeatable. The, the 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 fire of prayer and fasting and word and everything mixed together creates somebody. You just believe you can do anything. And that is faith. It is the increasing of faith by those things. Because even Christ said it, that some things cannot be done away with unless through um, fasting and prayer. But however, I didn't come this morning to speak to you about fasting. I just wanted to break us in with a a funny story of, of how our fast ended. So it was by instruction from Pastor Toby, not that anybody failed their fast. No, please, I don't want you to have faith in fast. No fasting. fasting is not for you to have faith in it. It doesn't mean because you fasted that you're all of a sudden more stronger or whatever than somebody else. That's not what fasting is for. It's meant to create, like I mentioned to you, a focus and along with a focus, a unity. It can create a unity. And if you wrote those things down, if you're building a company and your company has to do with national people, nation, nation, nationals. Uh, na- nation family folk are in your company, you can set a company fast. I think because Pastor Sam will correct me, but I think he remembers also that in the beginning of the days of Zuriel, we used to fast together. Sometimes it would be like, what's the point in working if we're gonna spend all day praying? So we would do the 9 a.m. prayer, we will start do the 12 p.m. We'll do the 3 p.m and then a service will kick off at 6 p.m., and you're fasting and you're praying. And so the phones are ringing, business clients are calling, but there's not much time to attend to them. The ones you can catch, you catch. The ones you can't catch, you, you just let it go. I'll speak to you on Tuesday or whatever. Why? Because there's an atmosphere being created for the word to come in. Those are the things that will push your company forward. Nothing can grow aside from if you dip it in the word. So the word is extremely important to grow something. What did it do for us in those times? So much unity in the space of Zuriel In that company, there was so much unity. There was so much togetherness. Uh, it's in those times that I got to know a pastor, Shadia, very well. She, at that time, used to kind of put us together almost kind of thing, setting a structure in the company, but I got to know a Pastor Nyona better and a Pastor Binta and and so on and so forth. But just letting you know, not to put your faith in fasting is not uh, scriptural to do so, but these are tools that the Word gives you in order for you to take more advantage of the Word. The ultimate and the penultimate thing is the Word. And I uh, move on from there to say that I wanted to speak to you this morning about the debt of love. And, and what, what, what can force us to behave more like Christ? We want to know what, what will force us to behave more like Christ, to be more Christ-like. And before I get into that, actually, before we treat that topic, uh, a huge congratulations to Gold Dynasty because um, they had an absolutely amazing service. It's good to see everybody still in the fire line of ministry. So there will be some cobweb moments where you have to dust off what you've not been doing constantly. But the, the belief is once you start off, now make it consistent so that you can continue to get better. Remember I said to you that if you're going to become a powerful person in the space of the word, then you should be delivering the word more often. Don't wait till someone gives you a periscope stand for you to preach. Preach in your house, preach in your home. If you have a company, preach in your company. If you have a friend, preach to your friend. If you have a shower, I believe that one you all have, preach in your shower. Create words in the shower and preach to yourself. Just, just get into a form of understanding the word. How do you best understand the word? I, I get to understand and learn things while I'm speaking. So, I, I yes, I study also, but I've understood my format of learning is as I'm speaking, I'm saying something, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's interesting. I need to go into this when I stop speaking. I'm going to go into this. I also understand for myself that I learn more here listening. I learn more by listening. If you're like me, and you're not, um, not that you don't like to read, I like to read, but it seeps in much quicker if I listen. So I I do things like I tell people to come down. Hey, Pastor Alex, come to the house. Um, Pastor Stephen, come to the house. And when they come, I ask them questions. What have you heard in the word? What what are you reading? I just want them to talk because I need them to say things. And and then I say, oh, okay, I'm going to take this. I'm going to take that. I'm going to get into this. I'm going to get into that, you know? So if you're like me, listening a lot. So what are you doing? You're you're probably battering out um, sound clouds. And, and, and any other form or listening to whenever the, the other preachers are giving their word charges, you're listening intently, yeah? So congratulations to them, the gold dynasty, awesome. And um, also a, 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 I forgot to mention that it was, it was during the fast that PK then said, I want to claim my independence now from Pulse, <laughs> all of a sudden he wants to claim independence. And, and do his own thing. He said, no, sir, I, I believe I get it now. Let me now be independent. Imagine. It was so funny, though. But anyway, let me move on from that um, awesome, funny night. <laughs> the debt of love. And and the debt of love took me to this to this chapter, to this book. It is the book of Luke, chapter 7. So if you can quickly turn to Luke, chapter 7, just go there with me, and I'm going to read from the NIV. Um, uh, I'm going to read from the NIV from I think it's from verse 40 and I'm going to go to verse 50 so that's Luke chapter 7 so look at this though there's a situation here with this sinful woman but it's more what Jesus said to Simon Peter that caught my attention so I will start from verse 39 actually let me start from verse 39 I've just summarized a bit but from verse 39 It says, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, because this is talking about the lady who broke the perfume on the feet of Christ. I think you all know this story and it all marvels you, especially those who are crazy mobilizers and seed sowers. You love this story, isn't it? So from verse 39, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, saw the breaking of the alabaster perfume and her Um, her tears touching his feet, and her wiping everything with her hair. When they saw this, that's what they saw. He said to himself, if this man were a prophet, this is the, the Pharisee, this is what he's saying in his heart after seeing this display by the woman. He said, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him. He would know who's touching him. He wouldn't wouldn't allow this kind of sinful woman to touch him if he was a prophet. He wouldn't want to be defiled by this woman, right? He thought this in his heart. He would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. He thought this in his heart. And it says here that Jesus answered him. Simon, so it's not Simon Peter, I correct myself. It's Simon, he was a Pharisee. He says, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain money lender. (laughs) What a story. Two people owed money to a certain money lender. Is not Amigo, but maybe Amigo. We can use Amigo loans as (laughs) as an example. Yeah? People were praying for the downfall of Amigo like crazy during the period of um, prayer, right? Or during the the lockdown. One owed him 500 denarii. So let's just make, let's make this 500 like 500k. One owed him 500k, neither, one owed him 500 denarii and the other 50k. One owed 500k, the other 50k neither of them had the money to pay him back. So the money lender, look at this situation, because amigo loans will never do this to you by, by, by their own will, they will never do this to you. He said, neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more? So powerful. He speaks about a debt from two different people of course, now you can see the height of the debt of one of them is more than the height of the debt of another. But the money lender decides, I'm just gonna forgive both of you of this debt. is is not needed. I'm gonna forgive the both. I'm gonna scratch it off your 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 card. I'm gonna I'm gonna scratch it off your card. You don't need to pay me back. Then Jesus said, Which of them will love me more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. And Jesus said, you have judged correctly. Jesus said, then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I came to your house. You did not give me any water for my feet. He's looking at the woman and talking to Simon. But she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. Simon, you did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. Then he goes on to say, You did not put oil on my head, Simon, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven. As great love was, as her great love has shown, but forever but whoever has been forgiven little loves little. So let me just read that again. He said, you did not pour oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore I tell you, how many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown. But whoever has forgiven little loves little. Then Jesus looked at her and said, your sins are forgiven. I think as we go down, you see that the other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. And, and, and that's just the beginning scripture as we treat this thing called the debt of love. So as soul snatchers, what is the greatest way to recruit outside what is the best way? And I'm just speaking to the soul snatchers and speaking to anyone who wants to build an army. If you've understood that this is national warfare, if you understand that we're in a warfare, that's your seed and your souls, is warfare. That's what we're doing. We're getting ready for the penultimate time of warfare. What you're just trying to locate, you're locating those who have many, many, many sins to, attached in their heart. They're overburdened. So this scripture begins to teach us what David did in the wilderness when it said that those who were discontented, those who were distressed, and the distress could have been like this lady, they must have been sinners, those who were removed from the societies that they supposedly belonged to, those who were in debt, that those people came to David's camp and David had this gift to be able to forgive sins. And you begin to see the similitude of David and Jesus, where David is able to acquire souls. No matter how they are, no matter what they look like, no matter what they've done, he's able to write off debts. I want you to know this morning, as you focus on your day and whatever assignment that God has given you, God wants you to find out, God wants you to learn, God wants you to train yourself in the act of writing off debts if you can write off a debt of sin attached to someone in the world, you may just then have acquired the biggest soul snatcher ever. So what did God do in the time when it was the days of Saul? And Saul was going, killing and persecuting the church. I need you to understand that this man was so prolific in the the work of persecution. Have you seen something like this? That Saul was so prolific in the in the acts of persecution, not in the acts of preaching. In the acts of persecution, he takes Christians and puts them in jail. He takes Christians and puts them in prison. He takes Christians and puts them to death. That was the passion and the drive of Saul who you now know as Paul. And because of this knowledge and this knowing and this wisdom, what God was doing was God had an eye on this man of much zeal, this man of much wrong. And what God is trying to do is to write off this man's debt and make it plain to this man that look at the wrong you've been doing. I need you to see the height of this wrong. Because at that point, then you have someone who is bound. So when Paul used to say, I am a prisoner of Christ, I am a bond servant. I'm a bond servant to this work. What is Paul talking about? He's talking about the debt of love that was written off for him. I think you, maybe some of you may understand what I'm saying. If you ever had a loan that is so great, and if you can just even imagine the thought of such a thing being written off, don't you think you'll be filled with much joy? So how do we go out there? How the, to win souls is easy. You're not just targeting anybody, yeah? For this gospel I'm in chains, that's right. You're not targeting just anybody. To win souls is a target job, it's a sniper job. I know some people just want to pack people in a room and just pack, yeah, packing is also good. But the kind of evangelism that God has called the nation family into is sniper job, A sniper job. God wants you to catch the many poles outside in the world. There are many of them. These are people that have much great debt piled up. It's strategic evangelism. It is strategic because this was a pastor, Kevin, that used to lead in this capacity in the world. This is Pastor Stephen. He used to lead in this capacity in the world, many causing many young boys to do what he was doing, which was a wrong in that time leading them to wars that they should not have fought leading them to battles that they should not have fought leading them to take from those they should not have taken from and what god did with the nation family is to show these men the wrong that they did and write it off bring them to the understanding of that wrong and then write it off not accuse do you understand what i'm saying not accuse not 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 say ah now you must pay for this wrong no is to bring you to the understanding of it and then write it off at that point in time what you have is a man who is utterly perplexed and confused thinking to himself how then do i pay off this debt of love you have a man that does not need to be charged in order to win soul you have a man that doesn't need to be charged in order to to preach online or to speak to a people, or to declare his love, he does not need to be charged. Why? Because he's in the debt of love. And this is a strategic way for you to win souls that matter. I'm not saying that every soul doesn't matter. No, we, we, it's not in my um, capacity to, to value soul. I'm not in that capacity. However, what I do know is there are strategic souls appointed to nation family, appointed to Paul's family. And it is for you to detect these people. These are the ones you write off death. So you must stand in the capacity, Lika Bradoza, you must stand in the capacity of the son of God who is able to write off the death of sin. You must stand in that capacity. So imagine that this whole time that God has asked you to remain in the word, remain in prayer, he's just trying to get you to build your capacity to write off debts. Oh my God, I I know that someone is just listening now and you're just saying to yourself, okay, that's what I should do with this person. God wants you to increase your capacity to write off debts. If you can write off a debt... Then you can gain the, 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 the loyalty of someone who nobody could ever think that this person could give you such loyalty. Do you know why some people run away from the word out there in the world? They run away from the world, the, the word, because they believe that the word is about to judge them. They think that that word is coming with such a judgment, but they've not heard the word that writes of death. This is this is a soul snatcher morning. It is the, a death of love that Christ never once sat you and I down to say, hey, this is what you've been doing. You know, I need you to know that you did this and you did this. Can you just imagine that I went through all this pain on the cross because you did this, this specific thing. Have you ever had such a thing? If you ever heard such a preaching, it is an evil word. It is not a word from God. Why? Because what God wants to do is to bring you into his resting place. Oh my goodness. Do you know that the understanding of the death of love, you can only understand when you enter into his rest. When you're not in his rest, you cannot understand that you you are in work. You're in a place of unrest. That's why it's sometimes so difficult to reach out to some people because they don't yet clock that where they're living now, their present state is unrest. What you have to display to them is rest. At the point of tasting rest, I promise you, any man that tastes rest does not want to leave the place of rest. That's why Jesus said, come to me, for my, my, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He understands that he's amongst a generation that has too much burden. He understood that and what he was first trying to do is the burden of the Pharisee. This burden that's so great that most of you have shied away from the Lord. I've come to ease that burden. Come to me. So the capacity in order to offer rest to others will only depend on if you have the capacity to offer rest to a generation. Do you know that it's you that needs to have the capacity to offer rest to a generation? or to a company, or to a school, or to a person, even if it's a person. You have a soul that's amongst you that, is still, uh, that still does not have rest, that lacks rest, that is uneasy. And it is for you, not for me, not for Pastor Toby, not for Pastor Sam. It is for you to have that capacity. So Nation family and, and Paul's family, this is the reason why you have to extend your capacity. You're extending and, and pushing your capacity so that you can offer rest to a world that is with, without rest. <laughs> Jude 1.22, so best be tender with sinners, but not soft on sin. Amazing. Is that the message version of that? But let me take you to a very powerful scripture, for me anyway, where it talks about this rest and what it looks like. It's the final destination. Rest is the final destination. It's not talking about um, the rest of sleeping on your bed. It's speaking about rest, your final destination. Because if you can get into your final destination, it will de- your final destination will decide how you think and how you act. It's your place of rest. How many of you know that when you're outside, there's a way you behave. When you come in, some people go, oh man, damn, thank God I'm home now. Uh, you op- uh, for those of you that your trousers too tight, bam, you open the button and then boom, you just relax yourself, right? Uh, uh, you used to eat um, with knife and fork then when the food comes you say hey give me a spoon (laughs) the real action that you wanted to do out there you're bringing it out now the real man, the real mind so someone that was outside with this person and they were just so well put together but really and truly they're not really put together person when they get home man someone brings the fork and they say guy you're giving me fork bring the spoon John I think I saw Arthur do that one day. He just, someone brought fork, he just looked at the fork, looked at the spoon, grabbed the spoon, man. (laughs) I always go for Arthur. I love going for him. He's so beautiful to go for. (laughs) So the final destination, that place of rest, God said, come into this rest so that it won't be difficult for you to be me. It won't be difficult. Sometimes you want to be Christian. You're outside and you're trying to be a Christian. I, I know that that happens to some people, but God is just saying, listen, if you enter rest, you will naturally just behave like me. So I, let's go to John 15. John 15 is where God starts talking about this rest and what the rest looks like. Actually, before we go there, I think I'm jumping ahead of myself. Let's go to Psalm um, 132. I love this Psalm. I love this psalm. Please just bear with me this morning. I know I don't want to take too much time this morning, but I just want us to hit some words so that we we just keep on logging words into our soul and into our spirit. That's what makes you prosper when you have words logged up in your soul and spirit. So Psalm 132, and I read from the NIV, it says, Lord, remember David and all his self-denial. People like Pastor Ebon, you remember this scripture because I used to batter this thing like crazy. Lord, remember David and all, your, and all his self-denial. He swore an oath to the Lord. He made a vow to the mighty one of Jacob. I will not enter my house or go to my bed. I will allow no sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids till I find a place for the Lord. A dwelling place for the mighty one of Jacob. He's talking about a resting place. Why must David think this way? Because if you go to verse 13 now, remember that verse 1 to 5. Let's go to verse 13. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling place, saying, This is my resting place forever and ever. Here I will sit enthroned. If you're enthroned somewhere, what does that mean? It means you can rule from that place. So the place where God rests is the place where God rules. The place where God rests is the place where God dictates. If you've ever wondered, how do I get God to rule over my life? How do I get the Lord to, to, to act through me? How do I get myself to not be ebon in front of souls, but to be the Lord in front of souls? First, make sure that you've created a resting place for the Lord in you. It is until he chooses you. Remember that Zion is not a building. Zion is the city of the Lord. That is you and I all put together. Yeah. So he's talking about you. This is my resting place forever and ever. Here I will sit enthroned for I have desired it. You create that resting place. He said, I have desired this space. Why? We go back to verse 1 to 5. I'm trying to teach you this morning. We go back to verse 1 to 5. Why has he desired it? He said, Lord, remember David and all his self-denial. So until you deny self, you're denying that part of Stephen that you know is is does not have the capacity to take in soul. You deny that side of Stephen. And as you deny that side, but you focus on, on building the side where the Lord can rest, then the Lord says, I desire this ground. The ground, I didn't say the ground has to be perfect. That's not what it said. Scripture says here, remember David and all his self-denial. Meaning that Aliyah and all her self-denial saying, I want to be, a, I want to have more capacity Lord to 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 really lead the nations of pharmaceutical. I want more capacity. And the more she denies herself because to deny yourself is to think of others. So when you start thinking nation, and mountain you're thinking about others you're denying yourself when you start thinking minuscule and thinking about yourself and you don't think beyond me getting a new car or new house or man i'm just praying for a breakthrough in my life because i'm hoping that god can get me to a new job when you when you can't think past that then you're not in self-denial but God wants a ground. He desires a ground that is just on self-denial. I, I I bid you to think on this, that David in the backside of the desert, it's a man of self-denial. It's, that's why he says, remember David and all your self-denial. He's there with the sheep singing songs about Israel, singing songs about a powerful nation. He knows his country is at war. He knows that they're fighting the Philistine, but he's just there composing music and singing to the sheep, telling them of the great and mighty, powerful acts of the nation he's nation-minded david is a nation-minded man and i would love to be able to treat the subject on david but I've, i have i i said to the pastor, i want you to treat the subject of david so that we can understand how nation-minded this guy's heart really was and until you start to until you're intentional to make a ground like that what happens god looks at that ground as i desire this ground Are you with me? God says, I desire this ground. I desire this kind of earth to dwell on, to rule from. Remember that all this time you've been thinking, how do I become more Christ-like? How do you become more Christ-like? Just create a ground for him to rule through. Yeah. Just create a ground for him to rule through. How do I create that ground, sir? I, do I need to stop fornicating? Because I've been trying to stop fornicating, but I find myself there. I say no. First stop by self-denial. Stop thinking of yourself. If you stop thinking of yourself, believe me, you stop thinking on that fornication thing. If, listen, I spend nights up on my phone. Do you know what I'm doing? I'm, I'm just thinking of a nation and I'm researching nations and I'm going into the world on it. Na- I'm just obsessed on nation. And because of that, there's no time to do nothing stupid because you're so obsessed on national work. If you can get your mind like that, then you start to create the ground that God desires. That's the person that can write off debt. That's the man that can look at someone else and say, you owe the Lord 500k in the spirit per se. Let's just use that because of the scripture we used. You owe the Lord this much, but I'm writing it off today. Come, follow me. Come and follow me. Follow me to John chapter 15. What's my time? 9.54. Follow me to John chapter 15. So I can show you what this thing is like. <laughs> oh wow. Praise God. Capacity building. It is like this. How do I, how do I know when um, I've created a capacity inside me? I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. Let me quickly go to verse 3. Yeah, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. This is Jesus speaking. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Jesus said that you're clean because of the word i have spoken to you not because you stop doing something please bear this in mind because of the word i have spoken to you you are already clean yeah i yeah because of the word you have i have spoken to you you are already I, you are already clean sorry because of the word i have spoken to you then he says remain in me as i also remain in you no branch can bear fruit by itself. Are you understanding Psalm 132 now that the Lord the Lord wants to be enthroned in this body of David. He wants to be enthroned there. He wants to rule there. Jesus says, no branch can bear fruit. You can't be, you can't do, you cannot be, you cannot be, you cannot become. Everyone is thinking of becoming. I want to become, I want to become biggest distributor of pharmaceuticals in, 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 for the sake of God's ministry, for the sake of the ministry. I want to be, I want, you, he says, you cannot be unless, unless I remain, you remain in me. You cannot be, and I remain in you. But what is the remaining that he's talking about? He said, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Are you seeing this? I'm talking about capacity building and your ability to write off debts. That is going to be one of your biggest tools in the end time, your ability to write off debts. And if you are going to be able to write off a debt because someone right now is looking for their biggest salesperson in their company, you're looking for the biggest um, manager who managed Night Shield, or you're looking, but God said it depends on your capacity to, to take in, take me in, because I'm the one that knows how to do. So stop thinking of yourself in that doing capacity because you would just fail. If you were good at doing, you would not have needed to walk into the doors of nation family if you were good at doing. But you, you, you lack the ability to execute because there's something lacking. He says, remain in me and I remain in you so that you can bear fruit. You can do nothing without me. I read it again. He said here, apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. My goodness. Can you see why some people lack um, um, excellence or the ability to do? It's because they don't, they've not remained. They've not remained. Remember that we're still treating the subject of the debt of love. But I told you, you can only write off debts if you've become like the son of man, if you become like Christ. You, that's the kind of man that can write off debts. That's the man that that David saw in the, in the, that God saw in the wilderness through David. He saw a man who can write off debts. So when the discontented came to him, when the distressed came to him, when those in debt came to him, what was he, David doing? He's writing off debts. Why? He's used to sheep straying. He's used to dealing with stray sheep. He doesn't start cussing the sheep saying, you stupid sheep. You know they like the lambs are like the most dumbest animals to to look after because they they have got what you call herd mentality. What is herd mentality? Herd mentality is one person just decides I'm going this way. It's not because they, that lamb knows where it's going. There can be a ditch there. If one of them sees one going this way, everybody's going that way. That's why they have someone called a shepherd to guide them. But the the kind of man who leads lamb is the man who who struggles to find faults i hope you're hearing me this morning it is a man that struggles to find faults in people you gotta so that's why god used to pick from the shepherds because these ones their capacity is high man they're dealing with some animals that are just have their own set and their own ways they need the rod to beat them in place they need the rod to beat them in shape That's the kind of generation that God is calling you for. So the more you're filled with him, oh my goodness, guess what happens the more you're filled with him. It says here, if you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words, that is the remaining, I wanted to get there. And my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And my words remain in you. How do I increase my capacity in order for me to be able to write off debts that God's special sheep out in the world are holding? I do so by filling myself with the word. He said, if my words remain in you, if you can pack my words full in you, deny yourself. Deny yourself and yet pack word into you. You will increase in capacity to absorb all. (laughs) <laughs> you will increase in capacity to absorb all. So God, God asked for men who have understood how to increase in capacity. So that was what was happening in Luke chapter 7. Let's go back there again. Remember, we came, from, we came from somewhere. We came from Luke chapter 7, where Jesus says from verse 40, Simon, I have something to tell you, Simon. Simon, please listen. I have something to tell you. I'm burdened to tell you something. And Simon says, tell me, teacher. He said two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii, the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back. So he forgave their debts. Now which one will love him more? Writing up someone's debts to give to them the debts of love. The debt of love makes someone endear to you so much. They can't leave your side because of the debt of love. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful scripture. Because of the debt of love, someone is, listen, someone is cannot leave your side because of the debt of love. Because they know That they owed so much and they can't comprehend how they came to a place of no longer owing. Guess why? They met God's man on earth who writes off debts. And if you've not become God's man who writes off debts, why should people be endeared to you? Why would you be able to to lead an army on behalf of the Lord if you're not able to write off the debts, the, 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 the most expensive debts of mankind? It is sin. Listen, it says the wages of sin. Do you remember that scripture? So sin has a price and a cost. It said the wages of sin is death. So it's expensive. It's more than 500k and 50k. It's expensive, but God is looking for men who remain in him and his words remain in them. The word is so huge. You cannot measure the width, the length, the breadth of the word because it's the word that created the heavens and the earth. And so it expands you. You're now able to take in more. The man who is called to lead a nation is a man who the words of God, the words of Christ remain in him that there is no more space of emma inside her because there's just too much words there's just too much words so when emma is looking for herself when she's searching for herself guess what she's just finding words oh i can't find any more of myself inside me anymore i've I've packed myself with so much word that i struggled to find who i was before the word I struggled to look for that man who I was before the word. So Paul was a, a ra- ra- ravenous soul winner. Ravenous. Why? He, he, was, he, he struggled to find the Paul that would kill and persecute Christians. He struggled to find him and he could not understand how is it that I used to do this though to the Lord's people. He would spend nights crying thinking, ah, how though? So they say to Paul, don't go to that nation. They're going to bind you there. They're going to put you in chains. They're going to put you in jail. He says, I'm going. I don't think you understand that I'm in debt, that I'm trying to pay, but I know I can't. This debt of love is too great. Build an army based on a love debt. Let me tell you what the, um, the terrorists do. They raise young men and young girls. They raise them to love their God, Allah or whatever, they raise them to love their God in a way that no money can pay. So they're not paid to fight America. But here comes America and other nations with soldiers with much armor and much skill, with soldiers with helmets and much ammunition. And these soldiers are paid. They're on 30K a year, 60K a year. They go to fight because they're paid to fight. Sometimes they're called mercenary and they line up in battle against an enemy that is not collecting one cobble, one coin, one, one, one cent. They're not collecting a dollar to fight. Who is more faithful? Who would, you, who would you rather meet in a place of warfare? Would you meet the soldier who is on 100K? I'll just tell him, hey, drop the gun. I have 300K in my bag. Or will you meet the guy who's staring you cold in the face? He's not there for money, you know. You're saying, hey, 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 come, come, come. Don't worry, don't shoot me. There's 100K in the bag. And he's like, "100? what's 100K? Where will I spend it? In the time when terrorism was at its peak in the world, they said that, People here in Europe that were eating Burger King with you, McDonald's with you, enjoying the the luxuries of the Western world, they got in planes to go and fight in a desert. It's beyond money now. They built an army beyond money. They took a country. Why? Just from building an army beyond money, they took a country. They created their own flag. They struck it on the ground. That's how you you find these organizations coming to be. They built a nation beyond cash. One day, they turned up on our screens and they had armored tanks and they had fighter jets. You know how they, they defeated those who had it. They did not pay for it. My God. I'm speaking to you about the debt of love and how you should build your companies, how you should build your, 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 your houses, your house leader, how you build your houses. It's on love, the debt of love. But you must have capacity. If not, you dry out. Oh my God. You dry out. Why? Because how does the word enter into me? It's a liquid fire. So, if there's no water to balance the, the reaction, the bacteria is on on. So, it, it's a chemical reaction. If if fire is falling into you every Thursday, it is preaching a fire and it's falling, and your and your body is dry, then it burns you out. So, you see people who burn, 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 then they burn out, and you wonder, ah, ah but you look so on fire though. What happened to you? Guess what? There was no water in them. So, when the liquid fire came, it just burned them out. What you saw was the dying of a person, not the reviving of a person. You know, it's two different things. You can see someone get up for revival, and you can see someone who God is just burning, out, burning away from your midst. Those who, some who had left, if, they used to stand up and say, ooh, ooh, ooh mad, 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 when PT will preach in the atrium. And many people will stand up like, damn, this is, I, 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 used to, I stand up for the word when I hear something crazy, but I think some people just join me to stand because they think I look cool when I'm standing. <laughs> Wow, he just looks so cool standing. Okay, I'm standing too. But it's burnt. this water is able to counteract the the fire that's falling. So I'm I'm burning into something. They're burning out. Be careful. Make sure you don't. You're not there. That's the reason for word and prayer. You increase the level of water inside you to so that you have the capacity to be. And in the time when he saw the son of man, he was like. Flame of fire from the waist down so you you know that there's a form of fire in order to exist as him constantly he also said let the fire on the altar never burn out so if you come as a living sacrifice you're not allowed to burn out you know you're not allowed to burn out the 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 flame of love the the ability to increase your capacity how do you know when you're when you're burning out when when you you struggle to find love Love is not good morning, babe. Good morning, um, honey. And you give each other a kiss and you hug each other in the morning. That's not love. I was like, oh, um, my husband doesn't test me good morning, babe. So we may not uh, love each other. No, that's not love. That's not love at all. Is, is the how, how much capacity do you have to sacrifice on behalf of people? On behalf of a person? How much can you take? Because before you write off that debt, they must owe they must uh, Stephen isn't it they must owe if someone owes that means you're, they, they've done wrong on you kind of or they, they, you, you, you badly want that thing back but it will take someone with a capacity to write off the debt so I'm not speaking immature things I'm speaking something mature I'm saying they will owe you please consider that they owed I'm, it may not always be money but they owed shall. it may not always be you Consider these things so that you know how to increase in the firepower of the word and you know how to, 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 um, to raise a nation. How do I raise a nation? Offer them rest. How do you offer someone rest? Write off the debts on their card and give them a debt of love. How do I do that, sir? How do I write off the debt of love? Increase your capacity. How do I increase my capacity, sir? Let my words remain in you. Wow. What a morning. It's 10 past 10, so I always want to make sure that I'm on at 9, off at 10, so that I'm not going for too long. For me, it's, it's me. Just I'm preaching for the love of preaching and delivering the word. That's what I'm doing. And, 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 and playing with the skill and, and, the, and the spirit of, of, of delivering the word and enjoying you. The death of love, that's right. Ah, that I wanted to take this mountain. Lord, I want to take this mountain. God said, do you have the capacity? Because the kind of people who are on that mountain, they've done me much wrong. Are you going to go there and start judging them all and not be able to bring any of them in? Or are you going to go there and be able to absorb them? Are you going to be able to absorb those who need to be absorbed? It's not all of them. It's not all of them but will you be able to go into that mountain? You say you you want the mountains. There's a mountain there. They owe me much, my son. They owe me much, my daughter. This is how they owe me. I need someone who can write off the, the, the debt and find those who will be indebted to the love. Jesus gained a powerful soul snatcher that day that woman from beginning to end she became a mad soul snatcher god knows what she did in her life for her to break a perfume so expensive for her to just not even a word of good morning sir i I, sir please forgive me for no she she was too overwhelmed by her debts and that's what christ was talking about that this woman, she's too overwhelmed. She couldn't say a word. She just weeping at his feet, crying, tears to the place where she could clean both his feet with tears. Have you seen such crying? It's it's terrible. And then he's, she's able to clean. Listen, this is her just expressing that I'm owing. I know, I know, I'm owing much. I know I'm owing much. I don't know where to start, but hey, I'm owing. But she, she cried at the feet of the right person. He just looked at her, looked at her and knows, okay, I'm writing off your own debt. I know of you. <laughs> Christ said, I know of you. I remember when I was in heaven, I saw your book. You, you owe loads though. You've done, you done some things, my dear. But I'm writing it off. I'm here to write it off. I'm here to write it off.